Welcome to the Mindful Rancher podcast. I'm your host, Christina Williams. This is a podcast where I combine the world of agriculture and the ideas of life coaching. So if you're looking to up-level your agriculture career or simply want to find a way to enjoy this beautiful industry more, then saddle up. Let's make this happen together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 50. So today we are going to continue our conversation about rest. Last week we talked about four types of rest and today we're going to talk about the other five types. So just as a reminder, the four types were the first one was time away. The second one was permission to not be helpful. The third was something unproductive. And the fourth was art in nature. Did you find rest in any of those ways? Did any of those ways just open up a new idea for you that really felt like rest and just renewed your soul just a little bit? Did any of those types of rest, even considering them if you didn't practice them, did any of them feel incredibly uncomfortable? Just pay attention to those kind of things because that's a lot of really important information for us to know about ourselves. How do we really experience rest? And are they uncomfortable because they're not restful? Or are they uncomfortable because they're foreign to us? That we just haven't done them enough, even though they are truly restful? Did it just feel uncomfortable to rest? Did your mind kind of go wild thinking that you needed to be productive? Pay attention to that because this is us learning to live and up-level our lives in a completely different way so that we can serve the world more. Resting is a practice and I want you to try and practice these things. So let's explore some more things for you to practice this week. So the fifth type of rest is alone time to recharge. Now, if you know me, you know that I am an extreme introvert. So this one resonates with me beautifully. It's like, please let me be home by myself doing my own thing. Probably recording a podcast or something like that. But this really resonates with me. I need time alone and I need to just have that just moment to reset quite often. And that's very muchly in my personality. And this can be as simple as like just five minutes to breathe. Sometimes I'll go hide in the bathroom if I'm with a lot of people because I need that time alone. Like just those few minutes in a bathroom stall by myself, it's something that I need. And sometimes that's the only way to get it is to go hide in the bathroom. But so I'm not encouraging people to hide long periods of time in the bathroom, but I am telling you that if you need time alone, figure out a way to get it. Now, this can also be just like paddling out on the lake and you can have a bunch of friends out there with you and you just kind of go off just a little distance from them. It can be reading. It can be watching a movie. It may be even going into a movie theater all by yourself. Now, there may be for others of you that you hear this and you're like, that would be horrendous to be by myself. But once again, I want to ask the question of you, why? Is it because it's foreign to be by yourself? Is it because your mind runs wild when you're by yourself? Or is it because you actually find being by yourself draining and you feel that you really need the energy from other people? You need to externally process the way that most extroverts do. What is the reason that being alone might be hard for you? And could you practice being alone and giving yourself that little bit of rest to recharge? 
So try that one out, introvert or not. I think there's lots we can learn from being alone. The sixth one is a break from responsibility. And I think we all just sometimes need a break from being the person in charge. And maybe that doesn't feel at all possible for you, but just consider the thought. Could you ask a coworker to run a meeting for you once a month so you could experience what it was like to be in the meeting instead of in charge of the meeting? Could you ask a child or a spouse to be in charge of dinner once a month also so that you're not responsible? And with both of these things, could you decide ahead of time that you were going to like what they did? I have tried this hack and it is magic. When you genuinely decide that you're going to let someone else be in charge and you are going to love how they did it, that is what true rest is. What is one thing you dream of not being responsible for? Could you even just give yourself five minutes where you didn't have to be responsible for that thing? Is there a chance that you could hand it off to somebody and trust that they were going to take care of it? And like I say, you are going to be happy with how they did it. So often we are so controlling about how something has to be done. And if I have learned anything about my mind in the last five years that I have been doing this work on myself is that if I decide that I'm going to like whatever they do, it's a heck of a lot easier to like it and be like, maybe I can learn something by the way that they do it that is totally different than how I function. Let's take a rest from some of the responsibility that maybe isn't even something we needed to take on. And maybe it is something that we needed to take on, but maybe it's okay that we give it to someone else or we set it down for a little while, maybe when it's not as important. Try these things. It's really interesting to consider how much more rest time we can create in our lives if we'll just be open to the possibility we maybe we don't have to be responsible for that. Now, the seventh type of rest is stillness to decompress. Now, when we're short on time, stillness is probably the furthest thing from our priority list. But I think often it is the thing we need most. I watch a lot of busyness go on. Just this frantic running from thing to thing. Everything is an emergency. It must be done perfectly. We must go, 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 go. We cannot sit. We cannot be in stillness. And if we're not running, our minds are running. Like there's no stillness in our lives. We seem to not have an ability to stop. It's just run, run, run. Now, I don't think we're made for running all the time. I think we're made for running occasionally, but I don't think we're made for running all the time. Sometimes I even think we're made for running long distances, 10Ks half marathons, marathons, ultra marathons. We're incredible at running. And I think even in our businesses and in our work, we're also incredible at running on getting things done, but we're not made to run all the time. There has to be some stillness. Now, meditations, guided meditations are amazing for this. And meditating can be incredibly hard. 
yoga nidra, yoga even, that sometimes just a really simple stillness, even stopping at the stoplight and just being still for just a moment is incredibly powerful. And sometimes just a simple stillness can give us the time to see what actually needs to be done and see what actually matters instead of us just approaching life from this place where everything is important and everything must be done and everything must be done now. Because that's not true. A lot of things can actually go undone and nobody notices. I run into this so much in the workplace where we have this idea that it has to be done. It doesn't. You can sometimes go six months before anyone will notice. And the truth of that is, is probably if they can go six months, they could probably go a year without it being done. So let's really narrow down to where are the things that need to be done and where can we create stillness? Just a moment of stillness and let ourselves decompress. Let ourselves see what are the important things. Let ourselves see the things that we just need to let go of. Let's decompress. The eighth type of rest is a safe space. Now guys, this is incredibly important. We all need a safe space and the experience of a safe space is incredible. And honestly, you don't need many safe spaces. You can survive a lot without very many, but man, is it powerful to have one or two safe spaces. And those safe spaces can be within yourself, like a space where you don't beat yourself up, a space where you come and you encourage yourself. This can be in the mirror in the morning where you say, hey, you're looking really great today and it's going to be amazing. This can be a phone call with your best friend where you can say anything and they're like, I love you. And whoever is treating you poorly, we should go toilet paper their house. Like truly a safe spot where it's like, oh no, I don't judge you. I don't think you should be anyone other than who you are. And I am here to support you being the best you. I don't need to change you. For some of you, this is going to be a boss that is genuinely going to be able to take any problem that comes up, any mistake that you made, and they are going to say, okay, let's solve it. Like this is not a big deal. There is no problem that we can't solve as long as we know it's a problem. For some of you, that's not a safe space whatsoever. Like you don't have a boss that has that ability. Sometimes this can be a therapist's office where you can sit there, show up for your appointment to cry, and you can just say, this is everything that is on my platter right now. And you know what? It's probably the most powerful statement to have them say, "Mm, that sounds really hard. And you're like, yeah, it's hard. Now what am I going to go do about it? Safe spaces are incredible. Safe spaces where we can express anything, where we can be truly honest in our experience. There is nothing like a safe space. And safe spaces can be created in so many places. It can be closets. It can be barns. It can be offices. It can be virtual. It can be just a mental space in your head. you go to like meditations can also be safe spaces there's so many ways to create a safe space but you have to make the decision to create it and you have to make the decision to step into it stepping into safe spaces might be very foreign to you 
but recognize that there are safe spaces for you to land in. So I want to ask you, how can you create a safe space for you to land and for you to rest in? Every one of us need that. And it is incredibly restful when you can curl up in a safe space and just rest. So I love the thought of resting in safe spaces. And some of us, these may be all around us. And some of us, it may be difficult to create this. But I'm going to tell you it's possible. Let's start deciding we have safe spaces to rest in. And the ninth one is alone time at home. Now, once again, I think alone time is a little bit personality type driven. Because once again, I love being home alone. But I know many other people who cannot stand to be in a house all alone. So you just need to create what's the right rest for you. Is rest just being with a couple people? Is rest being with a group of friends? Is rest being in a very chaotic environment? I don't know. But we can create the type of rest that we need. I sometimes head to the mountains to feel at home. And so sometimes alone time in the mountains is a little more scary because of the wild animals. But sometimes just a drive through the mountains so that I know I'm perfectly safe. Sometimes in the pasture, finding my favorite cow, just giving her a good pet. Sometimes the barn has those like smells of home. I do love calving season for this. And so you can see that these can be micro moments or these can be hours of time. Rest doesn't have to be like the one definition the world has for it. It can be so many things. So how can you create that time or that space or that smell of home for you to rest in. As I've thought more about these types of rest, I've realized that so many of them overlap. Safety can be in our homes. Alone time can be in nature or at a museum. Time away can be a break from responsibility. But I want you to consider as you think about these types of rest, which ones feel impossible? Which type of you rest, which type of rest did I mention that you were like, um, no, like that's not possible. There's your challenge. Let's go create that type of rest. There is a way to create it. I believe it is possible for you and I believe you are creative enough to create it. What kind of rest did you yearn for? Like when I discussed it, which one talked to your soul and you were like, I need that or that would be amazing. Go create it. Listen to these messages. You know what type of rest is best for you. You know what type of rest do you really need to access? Listen to your inner wisdom. It is time to stop running on empty. It is time to stop thinking that it won't be possible for us to be successful unless we do it all. It is time to create some rest in your life. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be time consuming, but it does have to feel like rest and it does have to renew us. So if you aren't getting that renewal that you need, it is time to expand your definition and explore some completely different ways to rest. You have nine ideas. One of them has got to work for you. Give it a try. It will be fun. Have a wonderful week. For listening, my friends, if you enjoy this episode, please leave me a rating and review wherever you get podcasts and stay tuned for more weekly episodes and coaching offers and opportunities.